Hello, great people of the interwebs. It is Game Luster back at it again with the white vans. JK, we don't wear shoes here. Uh, we're back at it again with another Buy It, Try It, or Deny It podcast for the month of August slash September. Had to take a break for some vacationing. More like I just stayed at home because I don't have money. But... I'm back with the usual squad, uh, Brennan. Yo. And Mike. Sup? And I'm Haley, your great commentator, host of the evening. Anyway, enough of my rambling, let's get into this. Okay, for the month of August, we're talking about Wild Classic, because that's the only thing everyone wants to talk about. Even though it's boring as shit. Uh... You know, Blizzard, of course, gotta love them. Came out a couple days ago on August 27th. Who's playing this? I played it for like an hour. Really? Don't you don't you play WoW like all the time? Like, wouldn't you wouldn't you be excited to play this? I mean, I, yes, I play WoW a lot. Unfortunately, I don't know why, <laughs> but I it, 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 uh, I don't know. It's I, I, it's too basic. It's way too basic. I'm like, it doesn't automatically track things. I gotta do clicks and and it looks so boring and it doesn't look pretty and I just do. Did you, when did you start playing? I guess is my next question. Um, cool. I want to say right around the time Lich King came out, I'm pretty sure. Okay, that's still pretty... That's still pretty far into... I, I mean, at least I would say, that's still pretty far into the... The lifespan of, of WoW. Um, yeah. Huh, I don't know. Honestly, I, I can agree with you on the fact that it, like, looks kind of bland and boring but i feel like that's part of the appeal and like at least for me personally like i like how that shit looks like warcraft you know from the early 2000s um but i i don't know i just i play i used to play wow on um like private blizz like servers um and i don't know really if i can talk about that i don't know how illegal that is or like how frowned upon but whatever um i played it and so like i I watched a friend of mine play wild classic the other day and i was looking at it and i was like dude i'm pretty sure i ran that same quest like this time last year like this all looks so familiar to me because i've played it recently like on actual vanilla servers and after playing it through and realizing kind of Haley, like you said you know like oh this shit doesn't track stuff for me or like, there's no quest markers. I have to actually read the journal and find out like what, where the fuck I'm getting these pumpkins from. Um, that's the, that's the part that's like, yeah, shit. Classics hard, man. <laughs> like, like, classics not as uh, fun, I guess, as you would think. But I feel like people are playing it and buying it now because of the community. Ultimately, like it's that sense of community. It's a sense of like running into random people. You know, I feel like it's definitely it has that nostalgia factor that everyone's looking for. It's like the like they want that old school type feel that's stripped down because it reminds them of when 
they first started playing and when they got into the game and and that's great and all maybe i've just been spoiled by the features that have come with um each new expansion except i mean i like not having to read and just running to that marker and just being like wow here it is get it done turn it in okay now we're done and just having stuff that automatically tracks my quests instead of having to click 500 different goddamn times. Like, I was just sitting there, I was like, wow, my graphics look really bad. Like, I had to yeah, turn that honestly, up. And I was just like, wow. Their, their models are just, especially compared to what they have now. Like, I th when did they make the jump? the new hd models was that cataclysm i want to say i don't i don't know for sure but so, i think I remember in order it's the burning crusade wrath of the lich king cataclysm mists of pandaria uh warlords of drain or legion and the battle for azeroth so when did they make the jump to like better models you know what I mean? Like, I, there was one expansion, I think, in particular. I don't know if it was Cataclysm or, um, jeez, oh, uh, the one maybe after Pandaria? Pandaria? And maybe it was Pandaria 2 or, um, Warlords of Drainer. I don't know. One of those. Eventually, inevitably, one of those got, uh, like, a model re-up. Because in one of the servers that I had played, one of the vanilla servers that I had played, one of the features of that server in particular, because there's a whole number of them, one of the features of that server was you could play vanilla WoW with the updated Warlords of Drainer models or whatever, whatever expansion it was. And like that was the coolest thing to me because you would sit actually sit through vanilla WoW and see what it would look like today. Like, you would actually kind of think that classic would work like that. But, yeah, again, it just boils down to the nostalgia of meeting random people on, on, the, on the early internet, like, in 2004. And that's, I guess, what's happening now. Yeah, I gotta agree. It's just people are able to go back to, you know, when it, a simpler time. The Wild West of the internet, if you will. Yeah. Which is uh, dope as hell, because honestly, I, like, when I look back on my experiences with MMORPGs, it's usually the, the, the random meeting, you know, um, one of my best friends that I still talk to to this day, he lives in Honduras, but I met him through uh, uh, some, uh, I forget what it was, uh, Eden Eternal, yeah, I can't believe I forgot that, but, um, we, you know, it was like, I was killing some frogs and this person was killing some frogs. And if you partied up, you know, your kills, one kill counted for two people. So it have the amount of time that you would take to do the quest. So naturally you just party up and meet up with people. And, um, I still talk to one of those guys. Like I talked to him a couple hours ago and like, that's something that I feel like the classic MMORPG feeling, that's what it's trying to do. Maybe not so much like the shitty, boring old quests, because like, let's be honest, maybe some of those are kind of fun, but shit, man, you gotta read the journal. <laughs> like Haley said, that's, it's started, that's exhausting. Oh, I got the first quest, and it started scrolling across in the <laughs> journal, and I was like, what is this shit? 
what is this <laughs> shit? I was like, I've never seen this before. This is going to get old real quick. So best believe I was in the settings trying to figure out how to turn it off so fast. Like, it was the first thing I did was I shut that off. Because I was like, how did anybody sit? Like, how? How did anybody get anything done with that just scrolling across the screen? I could not tell you. I don't know. If anyone likes that, you're just a madman and you have no soul. Yeah, there's been a lot of people watching it. Oh, yeah, let's talk about that one. There's, uh, like, close to, like, a million people watching other people play Classic on Twitch. That is a lot. That is a crazy amount of people. 800,000. And... Somebody apparently hit max level today. Really? Didn't that game just come out? 27th. 27th. Oh, man. He no-lifed that, for real. He he or she must have just completely no-lifed that. Polygon article by Cass Marshall uh, says that Jokered, spelled uh, J-O-K-E-R-D, because you got to be smooth with the ladies, uh, was uh, first to reach level 60, um, and he streamed it on Twitch. He pulled it off um, by spamming area of effect attacks on mobs, a technique has been improved over World of Warcraft's vanilla release due to new server architecture. Wait he a minute. Was, You're uh, telling me that this man just farmed his way to 60? Seems like it. Uh, he was playing a frost mage, a class capable of controlling massive crowds of mobs and whittling them down over time. Uh, world second and third are still up for grabs. So, you know, if you want to claim one and two, go for it, boyos. Get on that. I will be rooting for the next one, I guess. Oh, oh, how about this? He then attempted to delete his character, which is an impressive power move that was blocked by the presence of mail in his mailbox. It's like driving, or it's like winning a sports car and then driving it into a lake but getting fooled because you're out of gas. That is um, actually amazing. So then people spammed him with mail to ensure that he cannot clear his inbox, delete his character, or log out. <laughs> oh, shit. Wait. Sorry. What? You did that, and now you gotta suffer the consequences. The internet loves you. You can't leave us now. We know where you live. Joking, but you never know. So, yeah, I mean, it's. I'm not surprised. Um, that doesn't surprise me. I'm. I'm actually a little shocked that it didn't come a little bit faster. But, I mean, people do shit like that all the time. First do this, first do that. So, I feel like in gaming, there's always a race for something. Um, Surprised that he wanted to delete his character. Bold power move. Um, But now they love you and they know who you are. So, now you gotta stay. So, anybody else got anything else to say about WoW? Nope. No. It's wow. It's going to be around forever. I mean, that's just basically the way it is. Uh, we're we're all going to be 80 years old still playing wow. Well. 
basically, and I'm still going to be trying to get flying in every place except, you know, they just make these goddamn fucking... Flying is like a big giant feat in World of Warcraft, and your girl don't got 80 years of her life to spend trying to get flying in like one tiny little area. <laughs> like, holy shit, make it a little easier. I'm just lazy, but whatever. So yeah, uh, I mean, it's WoW Classic. If you play it, you play it. If you don't, I mean, ain't nobody gonna shoot you or anything, so. If you're having fun with it, that's great. But now, we're gonna roll it over into games that are coming up in September. And first, we're gonna start with Gears of War 5. It's a third-person shooter, the developer's coalition, published by Xbox Game Studios. It's releasing on Xbox One, uh, PC, Xboxes Play Anywhere, and it's coming out on the 10th. So, what do we think? I've never played a Gears game. So, this one, when I saw the trailer at, I think, E3, it looked kind of interesting especially because it seems to have changed protagonists and is it i Haley, you know about the series right like is it the the main character marcus right wasn't he like the the main character in the first couple games uh i know I absolutely you... nothing about gears of no War. i, oh, I thought he was did. the main character 1 through 4 or yeah, at least right. one through, no 1 through 3 and then 4 i think was his son or something like that and then, yeah, and then it's a new person for five. Okay. All right. But I know he's in all of them. Marcus Finks? Phoenix. Phoenix? Okay, whatever. That doesn't look like Phoenix, <laughs> but we got to spell it with an F instead of a P-H. Got to look cool. Yeah. Uh, He's in one. He's in two. Um, Looks like he's in three. Gears of War Judgment focuses on Bard and Cole. Oh yeah, I forgot about that one. Uh, four is about Marcus's son, DJ. And then five is about... Ooh, let me go back a page. Five is about Cat Diaz. Have you guys played any of the prior ones? I played one through four. I watched four... Because it looks, it looked interesting. Um, but beyond that, I haven't actually played. Like, they look cool. I'm just not into shooters. Like, I'd rather sit there and watch it played for the story than actually play it. Because your girl can't aim for shit. Um, I'm not into shooters either, which is funny. Because two of the games on this list are shooters that I'm looking forward to. <laughs> um, but yeah, I always enjoyed Gears. Um... You know, it's third person, which was, you know, pretty unique when they came out. And it's just really badass, you know? Yeah, I definitely got that vibe from the the E3 trailer yeah. specifically. Um, and just a lot of their marketing, I guess, overall. Um, it's just very badass. Yeah. It just seems to have, like, a super cool storyline that just has just been developing and developing and developing um over time so that's one of the reasons like why i'm interested in it is because it's it just seems to have that really cool story that um 
that's actually growing into something. Um, and I feel like you don't necessarily see a lot of shooters these days with really badass stories. So I feel like that's why I'm more so interested in it. Yeah, I don't know. I It does seem like something on paper that I would like. I'm a fan of third-person shooters and like high sci-fi settings. Um, but I don't know. It's just... I feel like as someone that doesn't have any experience with the series, looking at something like that now would be just extremely over- overwhelming. And I would probably rather want to jump into the earlier games to see how it progresses. Yeah. I mean, 5 is a is a sequel to 4. So I feel like maybe if you started with 4, but I feel like there's still backstory that you'd at least need to know from the other ones to like fully grasp what's going on but i mean hey they have gears pop so if you want a cuter version of it you can always play that wait really for real yeah you didn't see that at e3 oh my god yeah you're totally right (laughs) i like kind of forgot about that for a second holy shit yeah i doubt anybody's ever gonna play that but i mean if you want to play shooter with a pop figure there you go the one thing nobody asked for we didn't ask for it but now we know we need it <laughs> i don't even think i want it but <laughs> okay i mean we'll see how that goes but uh yeah i mean it looks cool i'm always up for super neat storylines so uh we'll just we'll we'll put it on the try it list for me just because I got cool story. I gotta agree with you. Um, I'm gonna try it. I'm gonna flat out deny it. Ouch. It's 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 not you know it's, it's nothing personal. It's just that I wouldn't want to jump into the fifth one yeah. as yeah. a newcomer to the series. You know, it, it's nothing about the game. I'm sure the game is probably going to be a, a solid addition to the to the franchise. Um, I feel like, it's, but yeah, it's kind of intimidating for maybe it's intimidating for some new people like if they hop in at five they're kind of in the same boat they're like well shit i missed four or so previous games a story and now i'm just tossing myself into this fifth one so i i'm very curious to know how they handle um how they handle that situation if new people are jumping straight into five where do they get that backstory from, or are you kind of just stranded picking up the pieces? You're probably just dropping in like, I'm shooting shit, I just don't know why. I feel like that's me in every single game. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) But let's hop it over now to another shooter type, um, Borderlands 3. Uh... Developed by Gearbox, uh, published by 2K Games, coming out on September 3rd for all of the above, PC, Xbox One, and PS4. Go ahead, Brendan, you can scream now. Oh my god, okay, I'm really excited. <laughs> um, <laughs> wow, I, I, I can remember, um, I just saw Cage the Elephant, okay? Cage the Elephant, for those of you who don't know, played... Ain't No Rest for the Wicked, which is the opening song of the first game. Like, the first, like, couple 20 seconds you boot up. This just kick-ass rock song. She starts 
blaring in your ears. Oh man. And then from then it's just like one of the best handcrafted FPS ARPGs I've ever played. And it's just completely one of a kind. And not only is just the story and the characters and the setting always been grounded in this just I don't know. I don't even I can't even begin to describe how brilliant some of the jokes and writing is in some of these games and how they how they interweave between the games and always make everything that you're doing relevant to whatever you've done before. And if not, it's just completely wacky and and it holds your attention. Fighting for loot um is solved in Borderlands 3 with instanced loot, meaning that like when I pick up stuff it's going to be totally different from your stuff. So there's no more loot ninjas. That is amazing because I hate my friends who steal my cool loot. The other thing that is absolutely genius on their part is the level syncing system where if I'm way ahead in the story, but a friend of mine is just starting out and is like, yo, let's play because it is a very co-op centric game. Um, in previous games, you would have to say, all right, fine. You'd have to log off of your character, your high-level character, make a new character completely from scratch, and have to build up with that friend in like that. And, and, and it never worked when you weren't the same level in the previous games, because if you were uh, way higher level, you'd just steamroll through everything. This level syncing system makes it so that your friend can just hop in and uh, allegedly, you guys can just kind of not have to worry about not only fighting for loot, but organizing a good place to play, um, a place and time, if you will. And like, the last thing that I want to touch on specifically is the, uh, the proving ground mode that they were just talking about maybe like a week ago, where it'll take, it's basically like a time trial mode where it'll take a 20 or 30 minute session and just throw waves of enemies at you with your friends. Have it be level synced. Maybe, I actually don't know if the Proving Grounds will be level synced, but hopefully they will. Um, and just fight for loot in a non-story binding way where you could just kind of take a break from the story and still play the game and still progress in a meaningful way where it doesn't feel like it's cheap or uh, not fun or I don't know. I that 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 idea of just being able to play the game without having to worry about your stuff, who you're playing with, who you're playing as, um, as each character is able to swap between multiple action skills in this one, whereas previous games, each character was only limited to one. You can do whatever you want. It seems like a very freedom-centered game. That's just the coolest goddamn thing to me. I, um... Yeah, I gotta jump on this one with you, too. I played all the other Borderlands, and like you said, it's so unique. There are no shooters out there like this. Um, and Borderlands 3 actually looks so good to me. There's a game we're going to talk about later that I was waiting for for you know a really long time. Borderlands 3 knocked that game out of my September list because it just looks so good. That is kind of crazy. Especially because, I mean, I know what game that we're talking about later, yeah, but yeah. I... I and we're gonna play together for sure, Mike. That is a that is a total that is gonna happen. I can't wait. 
It's just, it's so arcadey, it's so cartoony, and yet it's so badass, just shooting the shit out of anything you see. Exactly. I... And... Oh, go ahead. No, 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 no. You I, go. I was just gonna say okay, that, like, it's... I've always liked the art style. Now, like I said, I'm not a fan of shooters, um, especially first-person shooters. Um, so... I won't ever play this game, but I just think the art style is so fucking cool, and the sense of humor is hilarious, that it's definitely something that has always been, like, it's always stood out to me. It's like, when you say Borderlands, people are like, yeah, I knew that game. So, I I just feel like it's, like, a well-known, popular game that everyone at least knows or has played. And definitely enjoys. Well, here's the thing. Like I said earlier, I'm not a big shooter guy. I'm not. I'm like you. I'm not a good aimer. And yet, Borderlands Three, regardless, you could still, you know, blow shit up and you know take stuff out without having to be a good aimer. Yeah. I think the the maybe like a a, a good way, or at least the way that I kind of look at it is that. A lot of my friends that don't like shooters, myself in particular, like Call of Duty, those arcadey kind of shooters that are pitting you against other people and kind of competing with other people and your friends at the same time, I guess, within, you know, you're, you're fighting to win, but you're also fighting on the leaderboard and you're also fighting with yourself to maintain a proper KD. Like, if you're one of those people, I'm, I'm, I imagine you go through some of those thoughts. Whereas Borderlands is you and your friends against the world. And that's just so... In in the past, yeah, maybe there was a bit of competitiveness with the loot. But again, with the instance loot in this new one, I feel like that just is a nice way to de-stress that situation. But I think it's that, you know, you're you're playing with your friends and not necessarily playing against them in any way. I never, you know, at least personally, I've never felt like... I was competing with my friends. I always felt like we were accomplishing something together. It's, I, I, it's just a fun game. Like it's, I, I really like the sense of humor about it, which is something I think that's always fooled me, and definitely the art style. Um, so yeah, I just, it's, it's cool. It's wacky. It's, it, there's nothing else like it. It doesn't take itself seriously. And I think that's one of the main draws. It just does not take itself seriously. <laughs> At all. Just the characters, the way they talk, you know, the dialogue. It's just like, you can tell that they were just like, okay, let's just come up with some of the funniest shit ever and not be serious about it. The marketing for it is has always been, you know, like, there's a bazillion guns. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> I always thought that was just like the stupid funniest thing ever, you know, like, bazillion. No, there's not. <laughs> but there kind of is, you know, in a way. They're maybe not a. They're, there's definitely not a bazillion good guns. Um, but I feel but like there's a bazillion guns that you'll find that gun that you just love and that you always mm-hmm. constantly use to the point that you just don't care about any other weapon in the game. Yeah, which is. A very fair thing to say, especially in Borderlands. I feel like that's a really common thing. The weapon variety and how the weapons work and build. 
it's just it's it's actually just incredibly interesting. I feel like it's way more interesting than Diablo's randomized loot system would be, you know, where it's just like a different looking sword and some of the numbers change. That's true in Borderlands, but some you can have a triple barrel shotgun instead of a double barrel, something like that, where or you have a revolver with a scope on it. It's just like weird, wacky things that, yeah, while randomized, can still hold your attention and make each one feel unique. Yeah. So I'm assuming that both of you are definitely going to buy it. Day one, oh, yeah, baby. Yeah. I gotta, I gotta um, pre-purchase mine. Yeah, same, dude. So, same. Yeah. Yep. Well, you still have time, especially if there's any free stuff or extra stuff that you get early. Um, for me, I know if you buy it early on the Epic Game Store, you um you get something for Fortnite. So I think you're right. For Fortnite players out there, you know, it's a nice little incentive. True. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. With, with my with Minecraft, it's like who plays Fortnite. Minecraft's back and stronger than ever. Anyway, um... Damn those blocks. It's always the goddamn blocks. But, uh... <laughs> good lord. Um... At least for me... Uh... I don't know. I haven't really decided. I'm probably not gonna buy it. I'm probably just gonna watch it. Um... And... Yeah, that's basically it. I'm just gonna watch it and... Laugh at all the jokes. Because... Why the fuck not? Oh, um, it also has a season pass. You can get the butt stallion if you buy the season pass. Oh, yeah. So. I might just do that. Yeah. Who am I kidding? I'm definitely doing that. Well, you can... I want the butt stallion. <laughs> they have standard deluxe and super deluxe, and super deluxe gives you the season pass that comes with butt stallion. So. There you go. If you're interested in getting that, let's see. For PS4 on the 2K store, the physical edition of the Super Deluxe is $100. So have fun. Break your wallets. Cry to your mom later because you don't have any money for food. Top ramen. Oof. Got a point. Got a point. Can't go wrong with ramen. <laughs> So, uh, let's, uh, let's cry about the game that none of us will play because we're broke, because of Borderlands, uh, The Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening, of course, action-adventure developed by Nintendo, uh, published by Nintendo, coming out for the Switch on the 20th. Mike, have you played the original Link's Awakening? I have not. Neither have I. Haley, have you? Neither have I. <laughs> All right, cool. So I feel, I feel we're underqualified for this. <laughs> Who are yeah, we? yeah. <laughs> Only, I mean, I'm still very excited though because I've always heard this is kind of the the black sheep of the. Is that what? Yeah, right. The black sheep of the series. Yeah. It's because, especially because it was on the Game Boy originally on the the game boy i feel like that's especially difficult to come by now um but i've always heard that the story is really interesting it's it apparently shies away from the kind of core you gotta save princess zelda story and it just 
right off the bat, looks like a very faithful and very beautiful recreation of the 1993's Game Boy's Link's Awakening. Um, every Looking at a side-by-side -side comparison in some of these videos, I, it just looks like so much love and care has been put into this development. And it's really hard not to look at that and be blown away. The art style is so fucking cute. Sorry. I was about to bring that up. Anyone that doesn't like profanity, but holy shit, the art style is so fucking adorable. I love it. I love it. Haley. Yes. Do you love it? I love it. <laughs> it it's too cute. Like, I'm on the official Nintendo website right now just looking at photos and it's it's so adorable. It's bright and vibrant and it looks kind of like I don't want to say like realistic, but like it has this like plastic feel to it that almost re like reminds me of like somebody just playing with toys. That's that's exactly what I was going to say. To be honest, it, it looks like someone took <coughs> shit. It looks like someone took photorealistic clay models or something and brought them to life. It, or, or maybe even like little plastic toys. And especially, I feel like it has a lot to do with the lighting, maybe. Um, just how like the game's lighting engine works. And especially the weirdest part that I noticed, and I don't know if this has to do with the lighting or how the game looks, but the edges of the screen are kind of blurred out especially making it look like that kind of plasticky feel that you Haley was mentioning and it just i don't know it it it's the most adorable looking thing i've ever seen man it's just so fucking cute like i i feel like everything just looks like it's plastic and it's like you can reach in and just pick it up and you're going to have that mini model like right there in your hand and it's like you could like it everything looks like it looks textured, but like if you're looking at looking at Link, he looks smooth, and it's almost like I can like visualize in my head what touching him would feel like because he just looks like a plastic toy, and the ground looks like it would be some sort of like like rubber mat almost, and it, every like the trees and the rocks and everything, they just look like toys that you'd like get out of a toy set and it just looks so fucking cute so i'm very curious as to why they picked this art style but at the same exact time i'm happy that they did because this just wants like it makes me want to play it even more yeah you're talking about being able to pull it out and have like a toy it's amazing how the amiibo for this looks just like it was picked out of the game I kind of want to see a picture of this amiibo now. Same. I'm looking this up right now. It does. I imagine. Yeah, I imagine that. That's very accurate. I feel like they put a lot of care into those amiibos too. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's. Yep. Yep. That's it. He just looks so cute. Like, I love that they just took a very cute and fun route 
with this because it's just so fucking adorable. I feel like Zelda's been one of those franchises that's had like its stab at almost every kind of perspective and or art form. You know, you've had this game has been in 2D, 2.5D, 3D. It's been super gritty a la Twilight Princess. It's been super cartoony, Wind Waker. It's been like toyified with this one. I can't even begin to describe how many different art styles there have been and I don't even know where they could go next. And it it just makes me excited. It just makes me very excited to see how much what else they could possibly do with older Zelda games and future Zelda games. I just uh I'm excited. I I think uh uh I might play this. This is very high on the try it leaning into buy it category. Like I might not buy it day one, but I I might actually buy this. This is really fucking cute. And it it looks like it plays just like, you know, Zelda. Yeah, it's it's a classic I think it was, you know, it was made, uh, I think it was, at, oh shit, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna say any of that, that was stupid. Um, <laughs> it, yeah, it looks like a traditional classic Zelda, dungeons and all, and wacky, wacky shit. They're doing, hold on, from what Wikipedia is telling me, they're doing a Dreamer edition which includes a physical version of the game packed with a Dreamer art book featuring concept art and a limited edition exclusive to Europe, including the physical version of the game encased in a Game Boy-themed steel book package with an expanded 120-page art book. That sounds amazing. And... The Link's Awakening Amiibo is apparently the 19th Amiibo figure to be released in 2019. Like, not to veer off track, but I am very surprised at how well the Amiibos are doing. Like, I never thought to really invest in them because they're just plastic figures, except they're still around, and they're still going strong, and I am pleasantly surprised. Yeah, I don't have any, I don't have any Amiibos. I got a couple on my shelf. Yeah. Which ones, which ones do you have? Uh, Kirby and Jigglypuff. Oh, don't. I, I feel like overseas, probably in Japan and stuff like that, I feel like over there, there might be like a strong for them um, and probably a lot of people collect them here too I just didn't think it would be something that lasted very long but I mean they're still out there I just I know some people that I'm friends with um, who have quite a few of them and who collect them I never the only one that I have is the Zelda Twilight Princess one because um, it came with the HD copy for Twilight Princess. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. 
so like that one's like super cool the detail on that is like awesome and that one's like great because i love twilight princess love twilight princess um but beyond that i mean i think some of them are boring but that's just me but some of them look really cool too so invest in yeah. amiibos they're the currency of the future <laughs> so <laughs> <laughs> They're probably not, so don't please don't sink all your money into them. But uh I know people are saying this go and buy like every single meeple they could find. <laughs> it's the next Bitcoin. No, it's really not. <laughs> it's really not. Though you never know. I feel like there's hold on. Let let me see what the most expensive amiibo is out there. Okay, Google. Okay. Um so according to this Reddit thread that was posted nine months ago. The most the most rare amiibo is something called Box Boy. I don't know what he's from. Box Boy is a game. And it's actually a game I've played. Uh it looks like something I like played in high school. Um Yeah, I checked eBay and they're charging ten thousand dollars just for regular amiibos. Oh my well, god. <laughs> and then 15,000 for a legless princess peach. Oh what? my. Yeah. Okay, this box boy. Okay. Well, while this might be a very rare amiibo, the box boy amiibo is going for like 300 to 400 dollars on eBay right now. We just spiraled down a rabbit hole. Yeah, we did. <laughs> okay. $88,000 for this Ocarina of Time 30th year limited edition defect error Legend of Zelda. It's a Link one. I don't know why it's rare, why somebody would be charging $88,000 for this, but somebody is. $13,000 for a villager amiibo Japanese figure. This is fucking crazy. <laughs> babies. Yo, why didn't we hop on this train? Like, we could have been... Anyway, I guess that goes back to being said. Invest in amiibo and you might make a lot of money. And if you do, then you have to say that uh, we sent you and then give us a portion of your funds. Great. Just 10%. Uh, I was thinking more like 50, but I guess I'll stick with 10. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> uh, just for some... Um, I'm trying to figure out what some other very expensive ones are. A uh, gold Mega Man is going for $174 on eBay. Uh, the Wedding Crashers set from Mario Odyssey is like $95. The Knit Puppy from Yoshi's Woolly World is $110. The Mega Yarn Yoshi is like $185. Ridiculous. Yeah, it's like any collectible, you know. Squid Sisters are going for 167. 
I don't got money for this, but if you do, you can definitely share that wealth with us. <laughs> okay, so after all of our listeners go broke, um, if you still have money to spend, and you didn't give it to us, well, then I'm disappointed. But if you hid that $60 in your sock drawer and you didn't give it to us, then you can still afford Code Vein. It is an ARPG developed and published by Bandai Namco, and that's coming out on the 27th. And if you still have money at this point, then you are a wild man. Clearly didn't invest in Amiibo like we told you to. Yeah, this is the one earlier I was talking about that Borderlands kind of pushed to the side. And why is that? Do you think you could maybe talk about that for a second? And not maybe um, not from the perspective of Borderlands, but from the perspective of Code Vein? It's not really Code Vein's fault. It was more, I got a lot of friends getting Borderlands 3, and I'd rather play with friends than play Code Vein. Right, okay. I'm still going to get Code Vein eventually. Um, maybe not when it comes out, but maybe like in October. But yeah, just for September, I'm getting Borderlands 3. Because Code Vein, yeah, it's pretty much, you know, very similar to the Soul series. But, you know, it's got its little touches and stuff, you know, that kind of separate it. Yeah, I was watching some gameplay, and the dude was explaining some... He was explaining, like, the gift system, and I got kind of lost there, but, I mean, generally, it seemed like it was just kind of skills, and that, I seen, I I believe that was kind of different, in a way. Um, The other thing was the focus mode, how you can kind of just, like, go, like, in a berserker rage or whatever, and, like, do different effects to your attacks. I thought that was kind of interesting because Souls doesn't really have anything like that. There's yeah. no, there, there's really no long-term benefit from you parrying or or dodging um, like the focus mode would be. Um, and also the, the AI partner, which I was very kind of happy to know that you can turn it off. But once I realized how decent some of the abilities are for some of these guys it just kind of was one of those things where it was like wow this actually could be a really interesting way to take on the game and especially in replayability because then maybe the second time you play through the game you can go okay let's see if i can do this completely by myself and add that extra layer of challenge without it actually being like a a bump in difficulty or any kind it's maybe like a a self-handicap in a way. But yeah, generally speaking, the AI companion seemed like a really interesting idea. I... Oh, go ahead. So yeah, still looks difficult. Still looks, you know, you'd be killing mobs, but it just feels like it's doing it in a different way. Hmm. And it definitely looks like it's it feels similar and like has a lot of attention to the Souls-like aspects. And leans into it in its favor. Yeah. I really like the art style. Like, uh, these games that are coming out in September have been going crazy because 
these art styles are absolutely fantastic and they are gorgeous and they make me overlook that this game looks hard so that means a lot of dying but great art style so i think i can move past that also anime boobs Jiggle well facts. i mean who can argue with that logic just cut that mean... out later <laughs> I, i'm watching so i'm re-watching the rad brad's uh gameplay he did like an intro for it um and there's this girl in white and her clothes are like ripped and her chest is out there. I mean sex sells question mark? I mean basically I mean, yes. It's kind of an anime inspired game. I mean, you know, you gotta have that fan service. <sighs> well if we all had invisible bras that held our boobs up twenty four seven. You mean you don't? Who are you, and do you know how women's bodies actually work? Uh, once or twice. I'll take that as a no. Okay. <laughs> but, yeah. <laughs> it, it looks really cool. I am trying to figure out if, is there any fight? Okay, here's some fighting. I don't know. Like, I'm definitely interested in playing it. Um, apparently it has, like, a whole vampire theme, so... I'm interested in seeing how that all pans out, more about the story. It was delayed, um, so from what I'm reading, it was originally supposed to come out last September, um, but they delayed it to this September, so that's, uh, that's quite interesting. Yeah, I remember that, because I was like super into it, was going to buy it back then, and then... When was this supposed to come out originally? September. It a was, year ago. Yeah, yeah, it was announced in April 2017, and then originally set to release September 2018, and now it's releasing September 2019, so a year. Huh. So, I'm quite curious to know if there's a reason behind that. I didn't see anything. Uh like about a reason so hopefully you know the reason why they didn't or delayed it was you know just to make sure it's it's the greatest that it can be uh, and not because they were just rushing to get it done yeah I don't mind delays if it makes the game better exactly so what are our thoughts on this I'm an eventual buy it. I'm a try it, for sure. I'm a fan of Souls games, and I think that this adds a new... enough layers of unique differences that it's going to feel like Dark Souls, but with a, a nice little twist. I think I might actually try this one. Like, it might be difficult, and I might die a lot, but... I really like the art style, and I feel like it's just dark enough to keep my attention, but also uh, just interesting enough to make me actually want to play it. Like, Dark Souls 
I really like how dark it is, except it just never seemed interesting enough for me to really want to play it besides, ooh, it's super hard. But this seems just really cool and extremely interesting, so I'm definitely wanting to at least give this one a shot. Word, 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 word! So, guys, we're done. That's the end. Uh, anyone got any special games that are coming out that we didn't mention that you want to shout out? Any last minute thoughts that you want to reflect on any of the games that we said? Uh, if you just want me to shut up now? Oh, yeah, yeah last one. Wow. Rude. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, Final Fantasy VIII Remastered. We didn't touch on that, but I'm definitely getting that day one on September 3rd. Alright, Final Fantasy VIII Remastered? Yeah. Right, yeah. It's my all-time favorite game, so I'm glad they're remastering it for the 20th anniversary. Uh... Didn't know that you were a Squall guy. It's all about Renoa, homie. <laughs> you know I got my list of waifus. And is, is that number one? She's up there. Hmm. What is that one... Uh, there's a Final Fantasy game that's coming out eventually that looks really cool. Uh, I know you got the 7 remake coming out soon. Maybe that's the one I'm thinking. Well, not soon, but I mean, you know, eventually. Yeah, okay. Yes. Yes. That is the one that looks like, that has like, it just looks really nice in the trailer. Uh, I've never played a Final Fantasy game, so I know absolutely nothing about Final Fantasy, but I want to play this one. I'm very interested. I, we'll talk more about it when it comes out, but I do definitely really want to play this, this Final Fantasy 7. Okay, uh, I'm gonna stop watching this trailer, and... <laughs> It just, it looks really cool, like, the art style looks super badass, it looks kind of like, I don't want to say like hyper-realistic, but like, damn, there are veins on his arms, like, and texture on that sword. Anyway, okay, so, yeah, that was our list for... Uh, August and September, so, you know, invest in Amiibo, play more World of Warcraft Classic, don't go bored, and we'll see you next month for uh, the next podcast of Buy It, Try It, or Deny It, and we'll let you know how our thoughts are on September games and how they did. So, we'll catch you uh, on the flip side. See ya! Later!